Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take my shmoney, and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? Listen up and let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Okay. I want to have a bit of a candid conversation, mama. I want to talk about communicating with your community. And by community, I mean like your tribe, like the people in your life that you need help or you need support as a mom or as a mompreneur. Now I'm going to get like be 100% honest like full transparency as of me recording this your girl is a lot more tired than usual like when I say a lot I mean a lot more tired than usual things have just been very hectic since the holiday season literally I feel like I have just been not drowning but definitely treading water and trying to just get back in the swing of things you know put the house back together jump back into business like my head is low-key spinning right and I did an episode about like how to get back into you know your routine and productivity and I have been leaning so heavily on my process for that because honestly without that I think that I would probably burn myself out trying to jump in too fast and so you know this is definitely a season where I'm like all right girl grace 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 like just give yourself some grace because it's just it's a lot it's a lot and so I will say that like even though there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot going on you know either in my brain or just in real life it's in these moments that I'm just really grateful for my husband and my husband's parents because they step in when I need to lean on them and it's such a blessing to have that, but I want to talk about how I got to this point of being able to communicate with them when I actually need the help. Because so often people default to the advice, especially to moms, and I and I cringe at this when people are like, just ask for help. Because what does asking for help actually look like, right? Like so often people say ask for help or you should have asked me for help, but it's like sometimes people even when you do ask for help, they, they're just like, good job, like you got this, keep going, whatever, whatever. But like, to you, you're asking for help. Like, that's your cry for help. But people are like, you know, you got this, stay in there, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. Or when you ask for help, you know, they're not available to help. Now, that, you know, we can't be upset about that. Like, I'm not upset about people that I ask to help and they don't help because they can't. But it's just, it can be very hard to navigate that. And so I want to talk a little bit about how I have managed to communicate asking for help from my community um, or just getting the support I need as a mompreneur specifically around like my kids, right? Like how I do things with the kids. Because if you don't know this, I am home full-time with both boys. So I have two toddlers and they're not in pre-K, you know, no daycare or anything like that. We don't have a nanny. So it is literally me and kids all day, 24 seven. Um, of course, you know, outside of like when my husband's home, but for the purpose of this, it's just the three of us. Right. And so, you know, it can be, it can be a little bit challenging because, you know, I have two businesses and I have two humans to keep alive. Right. And obviously the humans are 
the most important thing. So, but there are times that I do need some time for the business. I do need extra time or I'm feeling exceptionally tired and I need a break from everybody, right? I need to, I need to get some rest. I actually need sleep or whatever. So I'm going to talk about how I'm able to communicate these things because it took me some time to get to this point because I was definitely, and I still am the type of mom that I rather do it all myself or I rather like just lean on my husband and that's not fair to him, right? It's not fair to him that, you know, I only use him when we do actually have very present and loving grandparents that want to help. Um, so, you know, and also he deserves a break too, right? Like he really does. So yeah. So, but because I was like that, it took some time for me to learn how to communicate in a way that didn't make me feel like, you know, I was imposing on somebody or, you know, like I should just push through anyway or whatever. So here's my process. You can take it and leave it or you can, you know, what they say, chew out the, chew the meat, spit out the bones, whatever. But this is just my process. Maybe it'll help you or encourage you. So the first thing I do is I pray and I pray about communicating with other people because I know that my feelings can go from zero to a hundred real quick. Like I can either get really upset or I can get really discouraged. Um, and so I pray and seek clarity about who I should ask for help from and what exactly am I asking them to help me with. Um, and so in addition to praying for those two things, I also pray for my own spirit of exhaustion or just wisdom on what my priority and my focus should be. Because I found that sometimes when I've been praying about like, Lord, I need help, Lord, I need somebody to do this, blah, blah, blah. I found that in those moments, like God gives me the clarity to be like, you know what? The help that you are asking for is actually like me leaning on my own plans and my own understanding. And actually I need to let go of this thing and not focus on it. And so sometimes I'll pray for help and realize that like, I don't even want this thing. Like, you know, whatever goal I'm trying to push towards or whatever, you know, I'm trying to do, I actually don't need that right now or ever, right? Like maybe that's just not part of God's plan. And so in prayer, I'm able to like save myself a lot of time, heartache, awkward conversations, whatever, because it's just not necessary. So my first thing is the prayer, figure out, you know, and in that prayer, just ask for that clarity on who I need to ask for help and what exactly am I asking them for help on. Now, God don't, you know, be telling me like, all right, Kay, ask, you know, Tay's dad to do X, Y, like, it don't be that clear. But, you know, I just ask for like that, that, that um, spirit of clarity and also for it, like the spirit of exhaustion. Like I, I pray through that and over that because I mean, mom tired is just another level of tired child. The second thing is the second thing that I do or the second part of my process is I write out exactly what I need. So I literally will open up my notes app and I will write down what I need. Do I need someone to help me clean? Do I need someone to watch the kids? Do I need someone, you know, do I need time to talk? Do I need time to work? Do I need the house to be quiet or wherever I am to be quiet? Quiet. Do I need sleep? Um, I literally write everything down that I can think of. Like anything that I might need help with, I write it down. So like recently um, I've been trying to clean the, we have a, like a little closet and honestly this closet, anytime I don't know where to put something, I put it in the closet. <laughs> And so because of that, this closet is very, very like overrun. And the other day I tried to put something in there and it would not fit because the closet is completely like filled to the top. So one of the things that I've written down that I need help with is I need somebody to help me clean this closet because I'm not going to go in there and do that. I want Tay's dad, you know, and I've already prayed about this. I want Tay's dad to come over and clean out the closet. 
like that's it like i i don't want to do it right and it took me a long time to get to this point where i feel comfortable enough to say yes i might have made the mess but i don't want to clean up the mess right i already cleaned up so many other messes somebody else can help me clean up this mess and dad is going to be perfectly happy doing that because he loves me he loves his grandchildren he loves his 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 daughter-in-law you know daughter to be happy like so it's fine right but it took me a long time to get to this point. But I'm saying all this to say, I write all these things down so that I have the clarity of what I need, but also so that I can mentally get it off of my plate, right? Like just mentally take it out of my brain and put it on paper. It's so, so, so very helpful because sometimes the act of just dumping everything out of your brain frees you up a little bit more to not, not, I'm not going to say you don't need the help anymore, but it just kind of frees your mental load to then make decisions on how and where you can get the support you need from. So that's that's what I do there. Then after that, I look at this list of things and I decide what is the most important to me and the most immediate. So what is important on this list and what immediately needs to be done? The closet in this example is not a um, important and immediate thing. So I'm not going to focus on that, right? Now, I can only speak for myself, but the only like true support that I rely on is my husband, you know, and that's only because he's here. You know what I'm saying? He's here every day or most days, you know what I'm saying? When, when he's not having to work out of town, he is here, right? Um, you know, everybody else has other obligations, right? They are not obligated to help me with the kids or to, you know, help me clean up or whatever, right? Like that, they're not obligated to do those things. So, and, and that's totally fine, right? This is no, this is nothing against them. And, you know, I had to really shift my perspective around this because I used to get so upset about like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you need a village. It takes a village to raise a child, blah, blah. Well, I got two children. So where's the village, right? Um, and I've had to shift my perspective around this whole concept and idea of a village. And I've had to just realize that like, you know, the modern day village, it either costs money or it costs you know, a significant amount of time to the village members, right? And so I try to be mindful of the fact that like, you know, while yes, people willingly want to do things, it is also a sacrifice on their part, right? Like society is not set up in a way that really allows a mom and children to be supported by the community. And so when I think about that, it really shifts my perspective around how I'm able to ask for the help that I need, but also to not be discouraged, um, you know, in the process, right? In the doing of all this. So like I was saying, my husband is really the only like true support system that I can like truly rely on. Um, you know, I, I, I have a, um, I have their godmother, but she lives a, a bit of a distance away. Uh, but she's also like, you know, full-time her job and stuff like that. So I have her, I, I pull on her, you know, in like a very, very tight pinch, but you know, I, it's, it's, it's a very lean crew over here. I've tried the whole, not daycare, but, um, I've tried the whole, like not nanny. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it was a nanny. I tried the whole nanny route. It never worked out. And I just, you know, I'm super obsessive. So I don't think it will ever work out for real, but, um, you know, I, I have had to just kind of navigate knowing that a lot of the effort required to raise the kids and, you know, do the things that I want to do professionally is going to fall on the shoulders of my husband and I, and that's totally fine, right? Now, the people that we do have, they do step in and I'm grateful for that. But um, in thinking about that or, or in knowing that, I also have to, whenever I'm asking for help, really be intentional about leveraging the other people besides my husband 
for the most important and most like immediate task, right? Instead of, you know, randomly dropping the kids off, you know, to clean the closet, I need to be focused on like, okay, I have business stuff that needs to be done, right? I have a deadline coming up. I have, you know, whatever, like I have these things coming up. And so because of that, those have to be the priority where I'm asking for the support and the help that I need. In doing this, this helps me manage my expectations and not find myself in a position where I truly need some help, but the community for whatever reason can't help me because I've already used them for other things. And I'm trying to be like mindful on how I'm talking about this because I, I'm not upset and I, I just want to make sure it doesn't come across as like, oh, I'm upset. or I really am not. I've just had to learn over time that, you know, the truth of the matter is that in this day and age, I feel like a lot of motherhood and child rearing revolves around the nuclear or like the immediate family with no extensions, right? Like it doesn't extend to grandparents. It doesn't extend to aunts and uncles. Like unless short of you living like in the same community as, you know, these people, which praise the Lord right now, like we live six minutes away from the grandparents, but soon we're going to be living 30 minutes away. So, you know, I know that's going to be a huge change and a huge, huge transition. And so in thinking about that, it can be so difficult when you're trying to build a business, right? And you're trying to do this, but it's like, you have no childcare. Putting the kids in daycare defeats the purpose, right? Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying like the money that you end up spending on that is like, now you're having to work twice as hard in the business. And if things aren't going well in business, then it's like, what is the point? Like, what are we doing here, right? But then also you have the kids home all the time. It can be, it can be hard. It can be challenging. Um, you guys hear my kids in the episodes a lot. King is currently snoring through this, this one. So it's like, there's so much that's going on. And as much as like people, I'm, I'm sure that they're well-intentioned when they say ask for help. It's just like, when, where, where's the help coming from? You know what I'm saying? Who, you know, who's going to watch the kids at midnight when I want to record podcast episodes, right? Like we have to, we have to think through these things. And I don't want my husband to stay up because he needs to go out and work in the morning, right? So I don't want him out there tired or whatever. So, you know, there's just so many moving pieces that we're thinking about, which is why this next step right here is to decide what is most important to me and most immediate, right? Because then I'm able to ask the right people for the support, but also I can make sure that when I do ask for help, it's because there's something really intentional that I'm trying to do. Now, sometimes that intentional thing is sleep, right? Like sometimes the most important and the most immediate thing for me is sleep. And I pack these kids up. I go over to the grandparents' house and tag, you guys are it. Like <laughs> tag, you're it. I literally will go into their back room and I'll go to sleep. And I'll see you guys when I wake up. But like, sometimes that's the most immediate thing. And that's okay too, right? Like, I'm not saying that this has to be anything overly strategic. I'm just saying that like, when I'm figuring out how to communicate with them, it is a matter of me really understanding and figuring out what is the most important thing and the most immediate thing I need help with, right? How how you can um, support me most immediately. And this allows me to have a very clear, at least idea of what people need to be in place to support me, right? So who do I need in place? For me to use the godmother for me to go to bed doesn't make sense, right? To call their godmother for me to go to sleep, it doesn't make sense because she lives so far away. Like she lives over an hour away. Um, Yeah, she would come, but I'd be asleep. I mean, I'd be too tired to go to her house or whatever like that. So it's great for me to use the grandparents or I'll tell the grandparents, come over here, play with the kids. And then I go upstairs and go to bed, right? Like there are just so many options, right? So when you know what you need and most immediately you're able to then know what people need to be in place to do what. All right. So I want to note also that this may seem like a lot of work, but the truth is that I 
I have to do things in a way that works for my brain. So I'm not saying that you have to like write a list and, you know, I'm not saying you got to pray about it, write a list and then, you know, decide what's most important. Maybe you don't need to do all that. But for me, my brain needs to do that in order for my nervous system to feel calm enough to ask for help. Because as soon as I start to feel like I need somebody besides Tay, I start to freak out. Like I start to be like, you know, well, why can't I do it? Why can't Tay do it? Like I start to go on this negative spiral that is so unnecessary. And so I have to do this process to be like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like, yes, there are things that need to be done. Yes, Tay is busy, but like this can still work, right? Like we have other options, right? So it just calms me down and you don't have to do it this way at all. The other thing I want to say is that in doing this, and like I said, it seems like a lot of work, but the truth is that I had to realize that nobody can read my mind. So unless I say I need help, nobody's going to volunteer to come clean the closet, right? Like nobody's going to volunteer to do that. Only person that might volunteer to come clean the closet is actually my husband because he sees it. But even then, if I don't tell him that the closet is a problem or if I don't, if he doesn't go into the closet, which he doesn't, I don't, I don't think he has any clue what's actually in that closet. Um, so if he doesn't know those things, then how can he help me, right? Or if he doesn't know that like I need to record podcast episodes or record videos or whatever, how can he, like he's not gonna just volunteer like, oh, hey, maybe you should record a YouTube video. Like he's not gonna volunteer those things. So I feel like this is also just important for you to just keep for yourself. Um, Cause I, I kind of, I don't have a running tab of things that I need help with, but I do like kind of, anytime I think like, oh, this is something that I feel like I would need somebody else to help me with the kids. Um, then I do kind of write that down for myself so that when I am thinking these things through, you know, I can go through this process with it. So I think, I think I'm on step four. Step four is just to make the ask. Now, here's the thing, and here's the key for me with asking people for help in a way that doesn't stress me out. Because I'm gonna be honest, I am very, I am very much, and I don't know if you can tell this, but I'm a very much like, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I don't wanna ask nobody for help. Very (laughs) I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Like that is all me, okay? So because of that, I like, it it don't make no sense that this should be so so strategic for me, but it really is. So my ask is all around giving as much information up front as possible. So I don't like when I ask the grandparents to do something, I don't say like, you know, oh, what are you doing on Friday? Or, you know, can you do me a favor? And then they have to say, oh, what? No. The The conversation tends to go something like this. Oh, dad, on Saturday, I have a late photo shoot and then I'm going to my friend's birthday party. Are you available to watch the kids from 4 to 10? I'll be back no later than 10.30, but Tay will be over around 9 and he can watch the kids from 9 to 10 or he'll just take the kids home. Does that work for you? I give as many details as possible. I don't want there to be any back and forth questions. And I want the person that I'm talking to or asking to feel really confident that like I've taken all the guesswork out of it. And I know that sounds crazy, but like it works for me right? It works for me. It makes it to where like they don't have a ton of questions. And I also feel confident that I said everything that needed to be said and that it was understood. And I have found just in the last like two or three years that this makes people say yes faster. Like the godmother, um, the kid's godmother, she says yes to me sometimes so fast because she's just like, she doesn't have to go back and forth and ask me any questions. Like there's nothing else to ask. It's like either you're available on Sunday or Saturday from four to 10 or you're not, right? Like 
or and actually it's four to ten thirty because I'm like okay maybe I might be an extra thirty minutes or whatever right um but like either you can do it or you can't it's no back and forth it's no me trying to you know figure out what your schedule is to then decide if I'm still going to ask or not like I don't care what you have going on on Saturday until you until after I say it right like after I say hey, this is what the situation is. Then you tell me, oh, on Saturday, I actually have X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool, right? Like, then I can just move on, right? It doesn't have to be this, like, back and forth conversation. And I don't have to feel bad about asking for the help, right? Because another thing that I used to do is, you know, and I, I did this at first where I would say, you know, oh, are you doing anything on Saturday? And then they'll be like, yeah, I'm doing this and then third. And now instead of me asking, I don't ask. And something that got me out of that was, uh, Tate mom, Tate's mom. She was like, you know, I didn't know that you, like after she had did her thing that day, I guess Tay had told her, you know, what I had going on. And she was, she called me and she's like, you know, why didn't you tell me this is what you had going on? She was like, because I actually had time. I could have moved this around to, you know, the next day or something like that. And, you know, that's what broke me out of not like, like, that's what made me start to ask everything up front. And that's what broke me out of like trying to fish and figure out what their schedule is, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what their schedule is, right? Like, at least on the onset, like for me to get the question out, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what's on their schedule because they're going to tell me, right? They're going to tell me something's on their schedule. So I don't have to like manage their schedule for them. And I feel like that is something that I was doing before when I was making the ask in a way that, you know, didn't give them the information they needed up front, right? Because people want to help. And that's the other thing. People want to help. Like the people that are in your tribe, the people that are truly in your community, they actually want to help you. We just have to give them the opportunity to do so. So, I, you know, make the ask and everything, you know, and then if they say yes, cool. I'm mean, oh, sorry. If they say no, that's cool. If they say yes, then I just formalize it, right? So that's the next step. If once they say yes, I make everything formal. I send them a calendar, calendar invite. Um, calendar invites are mostly for Tay and my um, my best friend who is the kid's godmother. Um, or so they get the calendar invite, but then like the grandparents, they're not really calendar people, like not the iCal stuff. So what I do for them is I put it on their wall calendar and on their personal planner. And that's how I formalize it for them. Now, after that, and this is again, very extra, but I need, I need to do it, right? You don't have to do this, but I need to do this. After that, I follow up every week. (laughs) I follow up every week. And this is actually a lot obsessive um, because one time I told them something like six months in advance. So yes, for six months, every week, I was like, reminding them of this thing um they nope they never said it bothered them but I did it and then for my for my best friend I did it to her and she was like hey I know I'm not gonna forget and I'm just like yeah but like this helps me and so she she didn't say anything else about it but um but yeah I follow up every single week leading up to that moment right so that's really obsessive like usually I don't ask for that help that far in advance but sometimes I do right sometimes I know I need some time or whatever so I will ask that far in advance other times it's probably like a week before so I don't have to ask that many times but the other the last step for this which is very again extra and I and you can take this or you can leave it but the week of I follow up daily now there are some times that I don't follow up every single day like I might do every other day but I do daily the week of and that's only because people forget like even with it on the calendar even with you know reminding every week like putting it in their planner even with that sometimes people forget and so this is why I do it every day because I have had situations where I didn't and when the day came they had forgot and they had like made a plan or something like that and so you know it's nothing I I can't be upset about that but it's also it can be frustrating right like the loss of childcare, like childcare falling through 
it just really does a toll on your mood, right? Like it just throws your mood completely off. It makes you feel some type of way. You know, I'm not going to say that I felt like people did it on purpose, but like sometimes I'd be like, you did it on purpose. Like, <laughs> like you didn't want to help for real, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And so because of that, the week of, I follow up every day. And the other reason why I do that is because if something does come up, I want it to be where you have an opportunity to tell me without feeling bad about it. Because the thing is, is that if childcare falls through, I th- it's normal. Like, it's so normal for childcare to fall through. But what I don't want to happen is, you know, the, the, the day of or the minute before, now all of a sudden I'm finding this out, right? So, you know, like sometimes like Tay's mom, she's a real, realtor. Um, and so sometimes like she'll have a random closing that just pops up in the middle, you know? And so when that happens... Sometimes she can't watch the kids and that's okay, right? Like I'm not mad, girl, get your money, okay? Kay is not mad about that at all, right? I'm not mad about any reason that somebody gives me. It's not that deep, but you know, I love to give as many chances to just like bring that conversation up so that people feel comfortable saying to me that they can't do something, right? I never want somebody to feel like they have to do it for me or whatever, but also it just makes me feel calm, cool, and collected. Like, okay, the plan is working, right? And again, this is not foolproof. Like, this is my way of communicating with people. This is how I am showing people that I need support and that I need help. And this is also my way of just being intentional about asking. Sometimes I don't even need anything, but because I know that my community wants to help, it's not that I make something up, but I do take one of those things that are on my list. And maybe it's not an immediate thing, but it is something that's important. And And at that case, I will practice this muscle of communicating and just asking them for help so that they can be helpful, right? Because they want to help, right? And so I'm gonna let people do it. So that's something else to think about too. It's like, maybe you don't need, need, quote unquote, right? Like you don't need help, but you want your community to feel valued, right? You want your tribe to feel like a tribe. And so in that case, sometimes you may just throw something out there just so they can be involved and and be part of the experience of raising a child. Because one thing I will say, and like hindsight is 2020, but like I have watched so many of like my uh, my siblings. Well, not so many. My, only one sibling. Well, I have two siblings with kids. But um, you know what? My siblings and having kids and stuff like that, I didn't realize like how valuable it was to them when I would just step in and help them. Or when they would ask for help, I would just, you know, jump like, yeah, sure. Like I will do this for you. And so... I didn't realize until having kids of my own of like, oh, that's what people want. Like when people are part of a true tribe, like when you have true friends and true community and, you know, whether it's your actual friend, your actual family or just friends that you meet, like people want to help. And it's so great to have the opportunity to help. But the the truth is that you have to actually ask. And that's a lesson that I'm learning. I have to actually ask. And like, you know, as a mom, I do my little mom check-ins where I'm like, you know, hey, girl do you need something right now? Like, what do you need right now? Like, tell me what, what can I do to take something off your plate, right? I'm a little bit more proactive in that sense, but um, I also like being on the other side of things and being that person that is giving people an opportunity to help the kids if that's what they desire to do, right? Like, if I know that this is what they enjoy doing, I'm going to ask, like, just so that you feel like you're part of this community because you are, right? You're part of my little nuclear village that is raising these boys and I'm grateful for that, right? So that's what I want to say there for there. So I feel like this is it. I know that this is really excessive, but um, you know, I I recognize that like some there are a lot of people that think like me. Um, I feel like this is like the plight of us millennial moms where, you know, we're super ambitious, right? Like we have our babies, we want to, you know, break these generational traumas and curses, but then also like 
we're ambitious on the other end of like, we want to build these really successful businesses and we want to be profitable. Um, but also we want to be like chill and live our best life. Like there are so many things that we want to do. And I feel like our struggle as millennial moms is like navigating how to do it because life is just not set up for a millennial mom. Like the way that we want to do things is just not set up for that. And as much as I love being a homemaker and I love being a stay-at-home mom and a stay-at-home wife, like, baby, it's a vibe for me, okay? I love this. I love, love, love this for me. I also love having my own thing and I love having this community that I'm able to pour into and speak into and share things with and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like it's so, like, this whole area is very nuanced for us because we don't have the grandma that is home 24-7, you know what I'm saying? Like, my grandmother didn't have a job, so literally my parents could send us you know, up north to her at any time. And they knew that she was available to watch the kids um, or to watch their kids, right? To watch us. Um, You know, we don't have, you know, aunts and uncles that, you know, maybe they're also retired or they're, you know, just chilling or whatever, right? Like we're not being raised with our cousins and stuff like that. I mean, some of us are, right? Some of us are blessed enough to be um, around our families, but a lot of us are spread way out. Like me and my siblings are definitely spread out. Um, my aunt, my aunts and uncles, they were spread out. So, you know, we watched the, we watched the family kind of like not disintegrate, but definitely separate. And so it makes doing things and being ambitious as a mom, sometimes it can be challenging. And so that's why I really want to bring this conversation here because, you know, I do have this conversation with a lot of moms and it's so tricky to navigate, right? It's so tricky to navigate when you feel like you don't have any help, right? When your husband is tired too, right? So you're trying to be mindful of, you know, him and his schedule and how much he has to work, right? It can be hard, right? It can be hard. And I feel like this is an important conversation to just kind of have, but also just important for you to know that whatever process works for you to ask for help, you have to get good at it in some way, right? And I'll be honest, people still laugh because I only ask for big help, right? Like now I will show up if I'm tired, but otherwise I'm, I usually only ask for big help. And so like taste parents and my, my friend, they always laugh at me because they're just like, you know, okay, when you ask for help, like you go big with it. And I'm just like, yeah. Cause you know, I'm not going to ask you to watch the kids once a week. Like that's just not in my portion of my season for right now. Take and watch the kids, right? Like He's already here. He can watch the kids. So I'm, I'm not going to ask for that. I'm going to ask for something big. You know, so I'm, I'm going to need big help. I'm going to need you to take the kids for the night or for two days or whatever, right? Like when I ask for it, it's going to be big. And that's why I don't ask for help back to back. Like I have a bunch of different things that go on with me. Um, but at the end of the day, even with communicating with my husband, I'm just really intentional about going through the same process, like the same approach, even though he lives right in the house, right here with us, sleeps in the bed with us every night. Well, not right now because I'm recording, but he's in the bed. He's here every night, right? Even there, I still will go through this process to communicate with him what it is that I need, right? Because while, yes, he's here, unless I explicitly say, hey, I need you to take the kids to mom and dad's because I need to record and I need the house to be quiet from this time to this time. Like, and if I don't say that, if I just say, watch the kids, he's going to stay home, right? He's not going to leave. Why, why would he leave? This is his house, right? Why would he leave? So it's just like, you know, I try to like, this, is, this goes back to that point of like, I give all the information up front. That's why I give it all up front because if you stay and I start recording and then it sounds like a madhouse, now I'm mad, right? Now I'm upset. Now it's done thrown off my whole little recording schedule or whatever because I've gotten frustrated, right? When if I would have just communicated and shared everything up front, this could have gone by a little bit more smoother. So anyway, 
I could go on a tangent about this because I really think that there's just so much nuance when it comes to communication and asking for help. And especially as millennial mom, I feel like this is a millennial thing where we just don't be wanting to ask somebody for help. And especially because, you know, it's so easy to feel burned by people. It's so easy to feel like, um, you know, with reason, right? Like feel burned by people with reason or to feel like people don't want to help because people give us a reason to feel that way. And so I just want to encourage you that there are people in your life that do actually want to help. And so in that case, follow this process. It might help. Like it might be helpful for those people that do want to help, right? Because one thing that I've seen is that for every person that has left the community and not necessarily left the community, but for every person that has like, you know, done me some type of way or has left my life, there's been, you know, one or two more people that come into the, to come into my village to serve and support me as a mom and serve and support my kids. Right. And so it's like, it's okay. Like sometimes there's a pruning process. There's a refining process. Sometimes God has to remove people from your life so that he can put those people in your life that can, um, can walk alongside you. Right. And those people that are walking alongside you, we are, we are doing a disservice by not leaning on the community that God is giving us. So that's what I want. That's all I want to say on this one. I could talk for days, but I'm not. So until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it. So go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K. Hillman so Ayantha knows it's real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.